Hi, welcome to For the Culture Canada, the center point of art and entrepreneurship. Now, I today have somebody that I've been wanting to get on my show for like quite a while. Uh, this particular individual followed me on Instagram. I started to follow him back. I ended up stumbling upon his music through Edge, if you know him. And I found that his music was actually really good. I had no idea we actually had anybody in Kelowna making music the way that he does. He's a SoundCloud rapper, but he has like a really... He has a really strong sense of melody and a really good sense of beats. Uh, it's just really nice and easy to listen to, and I just find it to be just awesome. I'm so surprised that we have anybody like this in Kelowna. And uh, today, I'm really happy to announce that I'm talking to Nate Lee. Thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Um, yeah, thanks for coming by. I wanted to ask you, before we get into all the music stuff and everything, um, how, where are you from and how did you get into the place that you're in right now, music-wise? Ooh, it's a long story, but um, so I was born and raised in Kelowna, lived here till I was like 20 or so, and then I went around traveling. I was like, I used to film skateboarding. I was a sponsored skateboarder from the time I was like 17. Really? Till the time I was 20, that's kind of how I met Dan and all those dudes. And then I broke my leg, so I started traveling around filming, but I was just like drinking too much and stuff at the time. Couldn't hold any gigs down doing that, and then just started piling out. And then eventually, I've always kind of made music, but me and Dan started making music together. Mm. And then, yeah, it just kind of went from there. So Probably like two, three years ago, I started trying and then started releasing stuff like a year, and a, half, a year, year and a half ago. Oh, shit. That's crazy. So yeah. I want to dig actually into a little bit of the, um, into a little bit of the skateboarding. But before that, where'd you go to high school? Oh, I went to high school like everywhere around the valley. I went, um, I I was homeschooled till I was like in grade eight or nine or something like that. Right. And then I went to a few different Christian schools, but they didn't really work out necessarily. And then I ended up going to public school. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah. Okay. I was on the west side and got Glen Rosa Middle School. Oh, okay. And then All after right. that, I went to high school at Mount Bushy. Oh, I see. I yeah. see. Okay. Dope, dope, dope. Sounds good. And then you started getting into skateboarding. So skateboarding, was that something that you did when uh, like when you were way, way younger? And what? No, I, I was always around people who did it, but um, I'd actually started out as a bet. It was kind of a douchey bet. But I, uh, <laughs> I bet my friend that I could become sponsored at skateboarding within a year, and I couldn't ollie at the time. So I could kind of ride around. So I just started practicing in my backyard, and then nine months later I, was, I picked up my first sponsor with Freeride Board Shop. Yo, how did you, what? <laughs> I just did it like every day for like eight hours a day. I was just consistent with it and uh, put my mind to it. Did you, were you like, uh, were you doing that and then you said, then you made that bet? Or was it like you made the bet and then I you I made the bet and then had to live up to my shit talk basically. But Why? it was funny because I, I I got sponsored by doing big tricks or like small tricks off of big things. Like yeah. I, like, I think I pop shoved it like a three block. And the owner of Freeride free was at like a best trick competition. He like put me on on the spot. But like there was a lot of dudes that had been skateboarding for years in the scene that were mad about it because they'd been trying to get up sponsored, but they couldn't. And I just oh. came out of nowhere wearing like pink American pair uh, or yeah, pink like American apparel shirts, <laughs> like pop shoving things. So people, people didn't necessarily like it. Like Dan Sadowick, actually, that's how we met, is he confronted me at a competition. He was like, yo, like he didn't like me had a problem with me, confronted me, and then nothing ever came of it. And then we'd always go skate together and stuff. And I seen him walking home in the rain one time, gave him a ride, and then we were like, we just became like best friends eventually. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of weird how it works, eh? Yeah, that's so crazy. Um, Okay, so how long were you sponsored for? Um, Like 
two and a half years or something two and like half that. Years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I think I still get a discount over there. I'm not. I'm not too sure. <laughs> I never really like. They never gave me a call and were like, "You're not sponsored anymore." I just like broke my leg, and started drinking a lot, and moved away, and so it was kind of pretty. Oh, what was going on. Yeah, and then you started getting into film. Do you skateboard at all still? Yeah, but I just hurt my leg again a couple months ago, so oh, I, see. I haven't been able to. But yeah, I can still skate. I can still do some tricks here and there and stuff. Yo, that's sick. I've always admired people that could skateboard because I was always too fat as a kid to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I actually, I when I was younger, I would try to... Um, you might know Cody and Wes Glada. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. used to skate, and like yeah. I would try to skate, but I was no good at it, so then... I gave it up till I was like 16, and then I got good at it somehow. It was really weird. That's fucking... What did you win from that bet, by the way? Nothing. Oh, it was yeah. just literally like a up in the air. Yeah, like, oh, that okay, guy yeah. that I made the bet with, he's like one of the best skateboarders in British Columbia right now, and he uh, he got sponsored by Freeride as well after after me. Yeah. He's amazing. But yeah, he, pretty much just like bragging rights, but I think I pissed more people off with that whole, <laughs> whole thing that I did, like really like accomplish anything, but yeah. Right, right, right. That's how it all started. Okay, that's insane. And then filming. So, uh, did you have a passion for filming first, or like, how did how did you get into that? Um, there was a guy named Briggs from Penticton. He was an amazing filmer, and I just like I looked up to him. And it was about the same time. Yeah. I think the filming came. I wanted to be filmed as soon as I started getting better at skateboarding, and nobody was really filming it all around. So I was like, uh, I'll start filming everybody, and so right. I started trying to do that. And then like uh, Briggs would put me on like greyhounds and he'd bring me out to Penticton or bring me out to Vancouver or whatever and teach me how to film and stuff and he's he's still filming he's amazing too but um yeah that's kind of how I got into filming oh shit and what just as a gearhead man like what did you shoot with um there is a camera called a VX 2100 it's an old film camera and uh it's like a 3CCD camera if you know what that means but yeah that's what we used to shoot with it's kind of like a standard skateboarding film camera oh yo and it had the wide uh wide angle lens yeah on like that crazy fisheye lens on yeah. it right yeah, yeah yeah i went through a few of those fisheye lenses <laughs> i'd always get too close to people and then smash them or whatever oh shit yeah oh damn that's crazy i've always been looking for a good fisheye for my uh slr camera but those things are expensive man yeah especially nowadays mm-hmm. it was crazy back then those cameras weren't no one was really using them for anything they were just they had been discontinued at the time wow and like you could get them for super cheap and now like it's a they're kind of like a fad now. Like yeah. people want the old film cameras, like so they'll go for thousands now. And I think I still I still have one sitting in storage at my my mom's place somewhere. Shit, I should dig it up and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, why not, man? Make the make the cash grow. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, so how far along did your um sort of filmmaking sort of hobby, I guess, go for until you got into music? Um, how long did it go or how far did it go? Like both. Oh, it was, I, it went on for about the same amount of time as skateboarding or maybe about a year after skateboarding. So like three and a half years probably. Mm. But, um, um, as far as I was starting to film pro skaters and stuff like that, but I started like, like I said earlier, I had like a bit of a drinking problem Oh. and like just was being an idiot. I was young, a lot younger at the time. And, uh, I kept just not showing up for filming sessions and with pro skateboarders, you can't just not show up for a filming session. Like it's unheard of. Yeah. So that didn't last too long before I just kind of blew, burnt all my bridges, blew it. Oh man. was like doing whatever to get money. Yeah. Yeah. Damn dude. Sorry to hear that. It's all good. It was a really good learning experience. I don't regret any of it. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, oh, yeah, if in case anybody is wondering, Nate actually showed up 
perfectly on time <laughs> before this interview happened. So we good. <laughs> I try. Uh, yeah. Um, sick. And then what made you want to get into music? So you were saying you started doing it with Dan. Um, and so when did, how did that start? Um, I, so growing up, I used to go to church and stuff and I learned how to play guitar when I was pretty young and I would kind of sing and stuff. And so I always kind of made music in private, but I was too, I just didn't really want to share it with too many people. And uh, I, when I met Dan, he was making beats for like a few years before I had started rapping or whatever. He'd send me a beat and I, I would secretly like be rapping and singing on it and stuff, but I wouldn't even tell him or whatever. And we were out in Calgary one night with like Taylor Dutella and like Dan and stuff. And uh, I forget what we were going to do, but we were going to go do something and they put on a beat and they were freestyling. And, and then I went on it and like everyone stopped and they're like, looked at me and they're like, that was pretty good. And I was like, you guys really think so? And they're like, yeah. And then, like, I don't even know. what It just kind of went from there. Yeah. And, like, my first stuff was really, the rap stuff I was doing was really hard to, like, I go back and listen to it now. It's really, it was really bad. It was oh. Really bad. And, like, Dan would actually tell me that. He'd be like, dude, I don't think this is it. Like, <laughs> type thing. But then I started getting more, like, um, doing, like, more melodic type things. And uh, then I started getting a better, more, like, positive feedback from people Yo. and stuff. So, right. Yeah. What was your angle when you're trying to go at it first? Like, were you trying to be like a lyrical um, kind of guy? I didn't. Yeah, I think so. Kind of like at the time when I first started, I think like Kendrick and J. Cole and all these dudes were kind of yeah. in and like Earl Sweatshirt and stuff. So I was kind oh, of yeah. trying to like, trying to like, you know, duplicate that sound, but at the same time do my own thing. I don't think I really ever thought it was going to like ever get to the point where I'd even release a song, let alone play shows or travel around for it. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I see what, the, uh, yeah, I see how that is. Um, okay, and then you started saying, and then you did, um, and you started putting out music, like the more melodic stuff that we can hear now about mm -hmm. a year and a half ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was working um, in environmental environmental maintenance up north, and uh, I was just like super depressed with my job, and so I quit and moved to Edmonton, got an apartment, and just started making music, and uh right. Dan was living in Calgary at the time. Mm -hmm. I had this little group that I joined. And I was just, yeah, I was just kind of making music there. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, but it was like a year and a half ago. If you go back on my SoundCloud, I still have like some of the older stuff. You can hear it's pretty rough, like the mixing and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, yo, that's just markings of you as an artist, though. Like, that's what, that's just natural, you know? But uh, when it comes to all your beats. I was telling you at the, at the show last Friday when I was there, right? Yeah. Um, how, when I was listening to your music, it sounded like even though you have different producers, like I can see that in your credits, you still had like a consistent type of sound to it. Yeah. You had a very consistent sound to it. So like, um, yeah. I mean, what, what about that sound do you like so much? I don't know. I, coming up, I always, I was into kind of like emo, screamo, like, hardcore music whatever you know so like i always kind of had like this dark tinge to my musical taste right and uh up until recently i used to deal with like a lot of like depression and like dark mental problems and stuff and like i'm kind of over that now but i like to talk about that in my music because mm -hmm. it's such a big part of who i am yeah and so i think that when i'm looking for beats i never look for a beat just like okay i want this beat to sound dark or i want this beat to sound like upbeat i just try to look for something that catches my ears. Like if you go on my SoundCloud, it's like I have everything ranging from like acoustic to like house almost. Like I have yeah. like, like this, it's like a wave song with Dan and it sounds like almost like a house song. Yeah. You know, so I try not to marginalize myself when I'm looking for beats 
And uh, when I first started hunting for beats, I mostly just take whatever I could get. So whatever Dan would send me, or I like even go on YouTube and just find free beats on YouTube. Yeah. But as time went on, I needed to kind of get more of like a custom sound. So I would start reaching out to those producers on their Instagrams. Like if I found a YouTube beat I liked, right. I'd message the producer on Instagram and start trying to work with them to kind of customize it to my voice. Oh, I Make see. it more of what I want. But yeah, I don't look for anything in particular. I think that... I just kind of, there's like a common theme that follows my music because that's just like the kind of sound that I, I, I'm i into, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a lot more, it's definitely a lot more mellow, um, like on an, on a, on an average versus sort of like some people like Denzel Curry who would just make like hype music all the time, you mm-hmm. know? So, but I do know though, you did collab with Edge to make like this really like sick hype track. Yeah. And you actually opened with that at, uh, at the show on Friday. Yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I've done a couple shows where I just did like all of my slow, sad material and like the, you could just see the crowd like itching to go out for a cigarette. So yeah. like I decided I had to do something like a little bit more upbeat, right? you know, keep it versatile and mm-hmm don't bore people and like that's kind of where that drive slow track came from oh i see yeah yeah and, yeah edge is, edge is amazing man he's he's a super inspirational dude him and tega actually yeah 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 tega's awesome and i just met edge at the show yo he's so good yeah i know it's crazy right? he's really good at his stuff his stage presence presence is like unparalleled he's, yeah like i feel so much more secure up there when he's on there he's just like hyping the crowd up for me i just have to do my stuff it's yeah nice. <laughs> saving the day for me yeah and you saw my uh instagram video where he's just like oh yeah doing the shoot dance like crazy and, <laughs> and yeah, i just started I laughing <laughs> yeah that was awesome <laughs> no nah, and that dude that dude has a good mind because like he he's got some like really good shit going on but he wants to focus on his own personal stuff like school and everything until like 2020 is when he wants to focus yeah. on music and i'm like man it's a long time yeah he's a he's a complex individual that way like he's not playing when yeah. he says like if he says he's gonna do something like he probably means that that's what he wants to do and like he's he's very set in what he wants to do but the guy's a mystery to me still <laughs> I know him that well I know him for like almost a year now yeah and he uh, he definitely helped me out of a like a musical and artistic slump oh like when I met him I was kind of going through a weird spot but actually the first time I met Edge was at the JB Gear show a year ago that got shut down by that big brawl oh I literally went up to Edge met him. And I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm about to get jumped. So it was nice meeting you. We should make music sometime. And then 30 seconds later, I went on and we we fought. <laughs> I mean, and Edge was sitting right there. That's the first time I met him. And then uh, I hit him up on Instagram and we just kind of like, we, I went to his house and we made music and we've been just kicking it ever since. Shit. Are you guys, yeah. pl- do you think that um, like a collab album or something or a mixtape would be like, a potential in the future we definitely have enough songs that we could release on like right now but i don't think that's really what edge is look i think edge wants to be distinguished as, as as like a solo artist i don't think he's really trying to team up with anybody right you know what i mean like i think he's down but yeah we have a lot of songs together i definitely have thought about it and i think i mean i think he might he'd probably be down to do something like that i don't know yeah have to ask him you know what this means, though, is that I'll have to wait until 2020 to get him on the show. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. wait that long. <laughs> I don't know about all that 2020 business. We'll see. Yeah, but... <laughs> I might just start leaking his tracks. I'll just make, like, a like a, a gyro fan page and just start dropping his stuff on, behind his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, that's... I'm not endorsing that plan, just, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not probably going to do that. Yeah, bad move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, yo, that show, though, was, like, 
crazy. Like, like the that? the one that we were at on Friday. Yeah. Man, I like I felt like it was probably the best uh, local show I've seen in a long, long time. Wow. You know, like, and I've been to a lot of local shows. Yeah, in my I know time, you have. You know? That's crazy that, for you to say that. I yeah. Appreciate that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's like I've seen a lot of like hardcore bands and metal bands and whatever, and but. That show was just like I had this in, like this crazy endorphin rush just like while I was in the crowd it was just so much fun to just like watch everybody dance and freak out and like Alex was there playing like he was DJing and he just like played say look at me by XXX Tentacion and like everybody like started to like freak out to that too. Yeah. It was like everybody was just like feeling the same thing and it was just so much fucking fun. Yeah, it was everybody was on the same page this year for sure. I had a really good time. Yeah. It was I was super stressed out leaning like leading up to it because I had I was supposed to do a set with one person and they bailed and then another person they bailed and then Edge was last minute was able to play it with me. Yeah. Like two hours before Edge found out he was gonna be able to play it. Really? So I was gonna go up there by myself with like not a whole lot of like upbeat material. Yeah. And then Edge came through last minute. I I picked him up from work at like nine twenty, and we went on stage at like ten forty five or something. Ooh, shit! <laughs> yeah, that's kinda, crazy. That yeah, was wild for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I honestly just everybody was really good. Like, um, I wanted to talk to every single person there, but um, I thought that you and Edge though had the best set. I think that you guys had the most fun set there. Out I appreciate of everybody. that. Yeah, yeah. I, I put a lot of work into my live set. Yeah, I don't try to. I try to perform. Like a lot of people use backing tracks nowadays, they'll just re- like perform over their song. Yeah. I, I when I rehearse, I rehearse with without any vocals in the background. I just do my 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 thing. I don't have any backing track on because I feel like you should be able to perform your stuff without a backing track. But you know, it is 2018. No one really does that anymore. But that's how I rehearse. So I try to. I focus a lot on my live set. So that means a lot. I don't remember. Did you, did you play it without the without your voice in the background on Friday too? Yeah, I did. Well, not every song. There was a few songs that I had backing tracks on, but there was a few songs I didn't. Right. Well. Yeah. Yo, honestly, um, I I really really respect that because I've seen a lot of live shows that weren't local, right? Like I've seen like I've seen Kendrick play like three times, right? Mm-hmm. And every single time he never has a backing track. He always has a live band, and he is him performing the music, and it's so much more. Um, exhilarating to watch that versus like some people that would just have like a backing track going on in the background and they're just like they might not even like rap all the words they'll just sort of like hype their own songs up and that's it yeah and i see like i have a lot of friends even that do that and it's like it's like man you can do better you know like i don't know it's it's one thing if you're going over your backing track and you're still doing your thing and you're like putting out like good energy and like you know you're putting out basically putting on a good performance but there's a lot of dudes locally and otherwise they get up there and they just play their song and they're basically they're just like a dj with a mic pretty much yeah and it's discouraging to see because it gives it gives other artists a bad name for sure it kind of does it just sort of it doesn't make a live show a live show anymore yeah you know like you can literally just crank the the same song um that you're hearing live but just like at your house really loud and it's almost the same shit yeah like i don't want someone opening up for me who's going to be just standing there while their song plays in the background because it's not going to hype everybody up for my set yeah but at the same time i also use backing tracks like i'm not trying to say that i'm better than anybody else or anything like that that's just how i've rehearsed so i I definitely take pride in my live set yeah i have a hard time with my stage presence i don't know what to do with my body when i'm up there (laughs) (laughs) i'm kind of awkward but yeah no, that's uh, something I work hard on, so I appreciate that you noticed that. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, 
in terms of like stage presence, like, do you ever like find yourself that, uh, do you ever find that you like feel it? Like you want to like jump around and shit, but you just don't yeah. want to. Yeah. I think that's my main thing is I always feel it, but I just don't know how to like express, express the energy. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm a little bit of an awkward dude. I can't dance or anything like that. So for me, it's just like, I don't know really what to do. I kind of hop around or whatever. Yeah. I don't really care that much, but like, I definitely know that I'm not the most like, I'm not going to be doing any crazy moonwalks up there. <laughs> I don't think anybody's really expecting you to do crazy moonwalks, Nate. Like, yeah, that's truth. <laughs> but yo, listen, once again, I thought it was awesome. Just like the clothes that you wear and the outfits that you wear, it's all about confidence, man. Like as long as you're just confident in what you're doing, yeah. it'll be fine. It doesn't matter how, what you do in terms of moves. Just, you know, yeah. as long as you're confident about it, you'll totally. be fine, man. Yeah. Uh, this isn't really like a, an advice podcast or anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm taking notes, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. No worries, though. No worries. Um, but, okay, so the show was super sick. Do you have any, like, uh, shows coming up anytime soon? Yeah, we uh, we got a little an event we're trying to put together for October at Black Box. And um, I also have a show in Dallas, Texas in um, November, I think, late November. Yo, that's I, super random. I went down there a couple months ago to go play a show. But it was when I went, got down there... It was like a rap competition. I could send you the the poster. It was really weird. It was like me. So they, I I applied to play the show, but they didn't get back to me like till like three days before the show. And they're like, "Hey, here's the poster." And it was like a, it said seven hundred dollar rap competition. It was a photo of me in the middle rapping. And they texted it to me from like a number in Texas. So I flew down there as I got a lot of friends down there that I met in Kelowna, and I stayed with them. And uh, I went to a recording studio, and these dudes were like, yeah, don't go to that rap competition. Everybody in Dallas knows, like, that thing's, that's, like, it's bullshit, basically. It's, like, rigged. They just, like, even if you even if you won the money, you probably would get robbed in the parking lot for it, you know? Like, you're, like, a like a white dude from Canada oh, in the wrong. Shit. Yeah, so basically, I went down there, and I went to the venue the night before, checked it out. Was not a place that I should have been performing at. So then I was like, ugh, whatever. But the guys at the recording studio put me on to these promoters and like I went to a listening party while I was down there I was talking to this rapper and his manager and they're like yeah we could get you a get you a set or whatever and uh so yeah that's what they're they're trying to work on it right now damn that's like yeah, nothing in the next like two months I don't think or next like next month and a half at least right and and uh uh, Dan Sadok is actually going to be playing with you guys on in October right yeah he is yeah, yeah he's one of the he's one of the organizers so it's basically it's me Edge and Dan getting ready to throw the show. Holy fuck. We're, we're just trying to figure out, like, finalize the date and get, like, a liquor license. And we're trying to decide if we want to do all ages or not type thing right now. So there's oh. just details we're trying to sort out. Right. But it's going to be a good show. Dude, I, like, I'm i going to go to India at, like, the end of October. So as long as it's before that, yeah. I'll definitely make it down. How long are you going there for? I haven't decided yet. My, my parents are telling me that I should go for... 20 days because I haven't been to, I haven't been to India in a, in a minute. So, but, oh, well, right. I, I don't know. I, I have to figure it out. Right on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd like to go do more traveling before I get old. Where have in, you gone? India is definitely, I have, everybody in my family has been overseas except for me. Really? Yeah. I've only really been around the States a bunch. Really? But for a long time, I couldn't leave the country because of legal problems. So it was kind of like a. It's like more recently I've been allowed to go to the states and stuff, so that's cool. Oh shit! Yeah, so like on the, the the opportunities that I did have to go travel overseas, I wasn't able to leave the country during that time. Oh, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, dude, you've had like a crazy past, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to say the very least, it's been it's been interesting. Yeah, I mean, like I want to ask you about it, but 
I wouldn't necessarily want to put it out in public records, so... Yeah, there's... Um, you, can ask, you can ask some questions if you want to. I mean, like... <laughs> okay, look. From this point onwards, if you want me to edit it out, I'll edit it okay. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what kind of legal prob- troubles did you get into? Did you, like, beat the shit out of some people? Or, yeah, like... basically. Um, I, I was living in Edmonton. I didn't have a place to stay. And I met this dude. I was sitting on a rooftop... And this dude had seen me at the skate park, and we were both skaters. And he came up and was like, hey, what are you doing, man? And I was like, oh, I'm just chilling up here. We made friends. He let me stay at his apartment, basically, for free. So I started staying with him, and then, like, two nights later, we went out to the bar. He went out for a smoke, and some guys jumped him outside. He came, and he was like, yeah, some guys jumped me outside. And then um, I went outside, and I started squabbling with one of them. And uh, I hit him, and he, he fell down on the ground. And the guy that he had, my friend that he had jumped, started kicking him in the head. And he started having a seizure. So everyone dipped off, ran away, and I was holding the guy that I had been fighting because no one, I wanted, like, he was hitting his head off the ground and stuff. And then the cops came and said, What happened? Everyone told, said that I beat him up and then I got arrested. But I, uh, that got, those charges got dropped immediately because they subpoenaed the video footage from the Dairy Queen that it happened outside of and the uh. bar and stuff. And they figured out that my friend actually had done it. But, that was during that time was I had actually booked tickets to Thailand with my girlfriend at the time and I had to ditch the flight because I was sitting in a jail cell ah so yeah it was pretty crazy and uh I was totally vindicated in the end I didn't I ended up doing a little bit I was in jail for a little bit for that one and then I got released and uh yeah it was a learning experience it changed my life because I I came I come from a pretty good family Mm -hmm. I like to think so I don't think anyone ever expected that I was going to spend an, even a night in jail, let alone like a little little stint or whatever. So, yeah. 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 Yeah, it was interesting. It was character building experience is scary in there. <laughs> I wasn't uh I don't want to go back there ever. What's it like, man? I've never been oh, in a... it's like high school gym class with a bunch of dudes that don't know what they want out of life. <laughs> oh. No with the I was in a remand center and the staff were on strike at the time. So they didn't have correctional officers in, they had uh commissioners. So they weren't trained for the situation, and I was in the processing unit that I got put into. There was, it was taking longer than usual to process inmates in because of, um, because they're obviously because the staff is on strike and the commissioners didn't know what they're doing. So when it's like that, everything's clogged up. People are more, it's more volatile. So I don't know what it would normally be like, but it, when I went, it was really hellish. It was stressful, and you don't, you didn't really know when you're going to see a judge or whatever. Like they didn't really have anyone in, uh, coming to update you on your case, so you're just kind of sitting there waiting wondering like what's going on but i also didn't want my family to find out at the time so i had been getting my friends on the outside to like call my mom make up excuses like oh nate lost his phone blah 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 blah, blah. and basically oh. hit it from my family for a long time like some of my family still don't even know about it but holy fuck they're gonna probably listen to this and know about it but yeah like that and then um i had a really stupid one um i got caught shoplifting when i was filming skateboarding i was filming this a pro skateboarder and I ran out of tape for my camera and so I tried to steal a tape from a London Drugs and I had been I had been on like a I got released until that while that court was going on or whatever I had to like behave until they figured out what was going on like till like my charges got dropped or whatever but uh long story short like I got caught shoplifting I had to do some community service hours and then I never did anything wrong after that and I was like when I was that all all this happened when I was 19 oh shit and I'm 26 now shit so, so like when you were, why 19? Like, were you in, like, a bad place? Yeah, a little bit. Um, My dad got a bad case of melanoma, which is, like, skin cancer. Mm. 
and uh, around that time, a little bit earlier. And uh, I don't think it was just that, but it was just like a combo of things going on in my life, like a bad breakup, my dad getting like skin cancer and all these things. Plus just like un- I had anger problems that I never tended to. Mm. And everything piled up and it just kind of led to what my life became. Right. Which was a living hell for like a year and a half, two years. Damn, dude. And then I went sober and went up north and worked in, in maintenance and stuff until I got my life right. Oh, shit. And yeah. so you're doing better now? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still have, like, we had that incident at the show last year. Yeah, where yeah. There was some, some violence broke out and stuff, but I don't start anything with people. Mm. Sometimes I feel obligated to, if something like a fight's breaking out and I'm, I'm the only one around that's able to do something about it or defend somebody. I feel more obligated than the average person too because I've been in more fights than the average person. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm a small guy and I'm, I can't be getting beat up for the rest of my life. <laughs> I broke my nose at the JB show last year. Really? Yeah. So you can see it's kind of crooked. <laughs> oh, I, to be honest, it looked fine to me. And yeah, it's... you kind of see it a little bit. But yeah, they, it broke it and I tried to reset it myself and stuff. But Oh, shit. You get old. You know, and then you don't want to be doing that stuff anymore. But uh, you got to defend yourself. That particular situation wasn't my fault, but I sh- I learned that you like I didn't handle it in a mature manner, and uh-huh. then it led to something that was able to like tarnish my reputation when it really wasn't my fault, right? Right. And that's just life. So I'm just trying to been learn. I've been learning how to like handle life better, basically. Yeah, dude, it's tough, man. Like, I mean, as a what what growing young person hasn't made mistakes? Yeah, you know? totally. So, I mean, like, I've made mistakes. Everybody's made mistakes growing up, especially yeah. in their teen years when you're, like, hormones are fucked. Yeah. And you just can't make sense of yourself or anything else. Totally. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a hard time to have good judgment, you know? Yeah. I also didn't have a very normal upbringing. Like, my parents were... My dad was a minister, and, mm. he, and we also had, like, they were foster parents, and we had over, like, 100 drug-addicted teens come live with us and stuff. Wow. So my, well, I was young, and so... That's actually how I got into like hip hop. There was a girl named Christy. She's dead now, but she lived with us for a long time. And she showed me Tupac when I was like 11. And like, I wasn't allowed to listen to Tupac by any means, but that was like the first, I listened to Changes by Tupac and I was like, oh my, this is really good. And like pretty much started there. And then I don't know if you remember LimeWire. Yeah, I, used I remember LimeWire. Yeah, I used to play with fire on that thing and download like whatever rap I could find. <laughs> Hope I didn't get a virus on the computer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I didn't have a normal upbringing really, so... I think like everything, just like the circumstances of my upbringing and then my, my anger problems and everything and my extreme personality. I'm such an ex- extreme person. Like if I do something, I take it to the extreme. So when I started drinking, it was just like, whew, yeah. see you later. <laughs> like it was bound. Honestly, I'm really lucky that I, that I didn't die. There was, a, there was a lot of incidents that happened during that time like where I should, I should definitely be dead. Really? Yeah, like I had, I've had so many things I can't really speak on, but like situations no, yeah. where people try to take my life or, or just things like that. And it's like looking back on it, I'm just thankful. Every morning, I'm thankful to mm-hmm. be alive. Not just because of that, but just because life's beautiful, you know? Yeah. Like I was depressed for years. Even after that, I was depressed till like up until recently. And like it started like kind of dissipating. But I, uh, I find that uh, music helps everything, you know? Like yeah. music, it was a big thing for me. Once I started really making music and expressing myself more, it started, I stopped really getting in fights. I stopped like getting put in the drunk tank or getting in, doing this or that, things I shouldn't do because I had this outlet that I didn't have before, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%, man. It seems like you are on a better path 
of doing it. And, you know, I saw on your Instagram that you actually started getting into sobriety, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I haven't really been drinking or doing anything. I still I smoke a little bit of weed here and there, but yeah. even that, I don't really like to do it that much because mm-hmm. I'm an anxious person. And as time, I smoked for like 10 years plus and then like just started triggering my anxiety more than it helped it. Mm-hmm. So basically I'm at a point now where I'm just, I just feel better and fresh, more clear-minded if, when I'm sober. Yeah. But I could go, I think I could still go have a drink and like whatever, shut it off after a drink or two, but I just don't even want to. It's like, Yo. It's, I just don't enjoy it. I get more, way more out of life. Just like, oh, this is what sobriety feels like. Like I was drunk and high for so long, like so many years that I get more out of being sober than I do out of like, out of like getting messed up with my friends. Yo, that's wild. It reminds me of the weekend song, The Hills, you know, where the chorus, he says, um, when I'm fucked up, it's a real me, you know, like yeah, that kind of shit. That's, that's the truth. Yeah. Yeah. I used to like, even now if I get too wasted, I just like tell mad drunken lies and like make a fool of myself. Like I've wrecked so I've wrecked endless relationships because of alcohol and then I'll never get them back. And I know I'll never get them back, but like, like all I can do now is just be true to myself and try to be healthy and happy and stuff. Right. So yeah, that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I hear, I hear that in your music, by the way. Like, it sounds very biographical because of the experiences that you seem to be having, mm-hmm. right? And I can totally see why music would act like therapy for you. Yeah. You know? No, it totally has been. It's been crazy. And, like, not even just music, but the people, the relationships that music's brought, like Edge and Dan, I would say those two in particular, like, those two guys both, like, saved my life in different ways, you know? Yeah. Like, super genuine dudes. And just people that I probably... I probably would be friends with, but like just not on the same level. And so, yeah, music has just been such a help for me, like big time. Mm -hmm. When I used to be like depressed and stuff, I get prescribed different things and I've, I've tried out and it would just mess with me more than it would do anything good for me. So I, I just try to just self-medicate or whatever, you know, just like be as healthy as I can. Yeah. And it works. It works for me. I I think some people got to take their meds, but for me, I'm good. Yeah, so you don't take anything right now? No, no, not really. Wow. I take like, I'll smoke a little bit of weed a couple times a week, but other than that, Mm. that's about it. Well, one thing that you also have for you is that you have a new little puppy named Ruthie. Yeah, (laughs) Ruthie. I got Ruthie the other day. She's amazing. Oh, took her took her like three days to figure out that she shouldn't poo or pee in the house. (laughs) Now she wakes me up, nibbles on my feet to wake me up to take her out. Uh, It's actually crazy. I've never had a dog this smart before. Really stoked on that. Yeah. Hey, where'd you get her? Um, I got her from a German family over on Sexsmith Road, and they didn't speak very good English. But they uh, both the parents are in were in police work back in Germany, and now they just breed dogs and sell them over here, I guess, or whatever. Yeah, Crazy. it's kind of expensive, but uh, super nice. You'll have a dog, though, that'll be a really good uh, little little person for you. Yeah, I just moved up to some land. Like, I, I just moved up to 10 acres of land, and there's cougars, bears, or whatever up there. So you need a, you need a pretty good dog just to, like, even alert you to what's around. So that's, yeah. that's why I got her, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's the best. Yeah. Oh, that's cool dope. dog. For Damn, sure. 10 acres, man. Whereabouts is that? Upper Glen Rosa. Upper Glen Rosa. Yo. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's cool. There's yeah. another family that lives on the 10 acres with me, but I never even see them. Mm. Well, another, 10, acres is a, 10, or eight, 10 acres is like a lot. So. Yeah, and we're on opposite sides of the property. So like, yeah, <laughs> pretty much hear their dog bark and that's it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. That's so sick. Okay, uh, veering back into the music, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> whereabouts do you want it to go? Whereabouts do you see it taking you? Um, I don't really... with. 
everything's so oversaturated right now. Like everybody's trying to be a rapper and everyone's trying to get like, you know, everyone's got a dream and there's nothing wrong with that, but I'm a realist. So like, I just going to keep making the music and trying to get money on the side, doing different things. I'm not trying to, I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. If you know what I mean? I got a lot of side hustles and like a lot of, a lot of different things going on on the side. So I'm not worried about that. My future is going to be good with or without music, but it would definitely be cool if I could, you know, like eventually make a career out of it. Yeah. That would be, that's my dream, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. That's like every musician's dream. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, that's good for you, man. That's awesome. I hope it, I hope it gets you exactly what you want. It's definitely surpassed any expectations I ever had. I never thought that I would be going to Dallas or like even like Vancouver these places I've played shows before, like I just never thought it was possible. Yeah. 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 Well, it's uh, when you put in good work though, people recognize that and they'll come, they'll come to you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. You know what? That's, that's super true. I've seen that a lot in Tion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's a major example of that for sure. Like he's just like consistent hard work. Didn't really like care who was watching, but everyone kind of had to notice because of his consistency. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. That guy has got such a good mind to him. You oh, know, yeah. he's he's somebody that will definitely uh, get far with what he's trying to do. You oh, know? yeah, I have no doubt. And, like, that's, yeah. And with a guy like that, why wouldn't he put all his eggs in one basket? But mm-hmm. for me, I'm different, right? Like, I'm, I am I live a different life than him. And so, I don't know. I, we'll see what happens with it. There's a lot. I don't think there's too many people out of Kelowna that are ever going to, like, really pop as far as rap goes uh, and but if there is one person that's definitely t on him <laughs> he's like my he's like the hometown hero he's definitely my hometown hero for sure yeah him and tega tega is my favorite singer like, really period yeah <laughs> i love his voice dude it's so good yeah yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of local talent but i don't feel like there's few there's not too many dudes who work as hard as like t yeah those, those good those guys yeah well, that's the point of this whole thing that I'm doing here with this For the Culture Canada podcast is that I'm trying to get like those guys out there and more noticed yeah. in our local scene so that way more people are wanting to do what he's doing. You know, mm-hmm. I want more people to be dream chasers out here. Yeah, for sure. You know, I'd want to have like a 14 or 15 or 16 year old kid listen to this and just sort of say like, I want to be like Tion and then work as consistently and as hard as he yeah. does. Yeah. And that's the debate we're having right now about throwing an all ages show or doing a 19 plus event is who's our target audience right you know what i mean yeah we have there's so many kids in Kelowna that want to go to shows but they can't go to a club yeah so we're trying to think about what how to do what to do with that well what venues are you considering black box is one there's you know obviously the bowling alley i threw a show at the bowling alley it's yeah. kind of funny i almost had my nose broken over there really yeah i was at a slumlord concert oh and... yeah yeah that'll do it eh? <laughs> and like we were there's a circle pit that i was in and this guy that i know named dan um obviously not the same yeah, Sadowick, yeah. but um we were in a circle pit he was just like in front of me and for some fucking reason this guy like hit like uh brings his head back and i'm right behind him and his and the back of his head hits my the bridge of my nose and i have all this blood just like gushing oh, out brutal. i run i rush over to the bathroom and i start just like cleaning it off and then i head over to the hospital and just like leave the show early and then i'm sitting in the waiting room and i just get way too impatient about like having my nose dealt with yeah so i just like left <laughs> yeah the nose is it hurts it, it fucking sucks i hate getting punched in the nose or hitting the nose it's always like a little bit of a deterrent it's like all right what am i doing here that hurt yeah, yeah. Sure. you just get all like dazed and shit mm-hmm. but um can i give you some input on the whole like all ages versus yeah i would say 
do it all ages, man. Yeah. Like having more people, you'd have that's a, what Edge is saying too. You'd have a bigger turnout for it, and plus you'd have way more people exposed to something that is super popping right now. Mm-hmm. Like high school kids. Like when I used to go to the gym at the YMCA, I saw high school kids dressing up like streetwear kids mm-hmm. you know like totally they would they would be so in it and i think having more exposure for them would be huge and they're the future too right like yeah they're gonna be those are the guys who are gonna be running the scene in four or five years or whatever so yeah yeah that's definitely the t- i think that's a good idea i think the all ages is probably gonna go down yeah it's more complicated to throw an all ages event believe it or not oh really yeah it just complicates things with like a liquor license and stuff oh yeah right but actually yeah I have to piss so bad. Is there yeah. any way we could cut this out. I could go use the washroom quick. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Let me pause this real I quick. I don't know why. I think it's the antibiotics I'm on. Uh, sorry about that. We just took a... We just we just had to take a break for a moment. Uh, we're back into it. So the last thing we were talking about was um, all ages shows are more complicated because of liquor licenses. Yeah, and like even in just insurance issues, there's a bunch of kids coming around. Right. No one really knows what's going to happen, right? You got liabilities. Yeah, and- these younger kids nowadays too, they, they're a lot more into like different variety of drugs. Oh, true. So like, I never thought I think of just that. like, even for me personally, it makes me nervous. I don't want some kid overdosing at the event or something like that and then getting the wrong press. Right. You know, but I don't know. That's like, that worst case scenario type thinking and that's not how you need to think. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like, there's definitely details you need to hash out and think about. And, yeah, uh, but yeah, I think that we'll definitely go the all ages route. If you know, you if you think so, Edge thinks so. I mean, Dan like, think so. Why not? I'm like the only one who is like really like I don't know. But I mean, it, your 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 concerns are valid for sure. Like, you wouldn't want to have some like 16 year old girl uh, die from like fentanyl or some shit. But yeah, you know, what, you, you guys aren't putting on clogs, so yeah. But who knows? <laughs> I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, that's terrible. It's hard to say, but I've been to a few all ages shows and like they all seem to be fine. Yeah, um, no, I think it would be good. It'd be fine. Yeah, uh, it's it's hard to say, but uh, I don't think it should be like too crazy. Just like no. you want to make sure that I've I remember like you know when my brother would put on shows or his friends would put on shows, um, they would say you know just be respectful of the venue, don't get too crazy, make sure that like you guys aren't like fucking shit up and like that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that's where security comes in too as well. Like if you have a good security team. And then you'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want those you don't want those people to like totally <laughs> fuck kids up because those kids would get like super intimidated. Yeah. Maybe that'd be a good thing, but I don't know. <laughs> no, I don't I wouldn't get uh I wouldn't hire like club security. There's too many bouncers in this city that just want to like be known as a tough guy or like make yeah. a point out of somebody and like we don't need that type of type of energy at, at our shows. So yeah. I, I already pretty much know who's gonna be doing the security. Mm. Just haven't even told I haven't told them yet, but they're gonna be down. <laughs> <laughs> they'll they'll be stoked. But yeah, no. Um yeah, that, I'd want to. I'd like to do more like all ages events, but even just like maybe like open mics or something like that for for younger artists. Because like, every open mic in the city is nineteen plus. I don't think there's mm. any open mic, but I know there's a lot of underage talent in the city. So it would be cool to see like an all ages, some sort of event series or something for those those kids. But yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you know what? You guys have a lot of potential to do like all sorts of different things. Mm-hmm. So totally. Yeah, yeah. We were thinking about doing like an event series, like have like one night where we bring in some DJs and some producers, or then you know then the next time bring in like a bunch of rappers, and mm-hmm. then maybe even 
you know, we were talking to a postmodern connection about possibly doing an event with them and yeah. a few different ideas. We don't want to just be marginalized. You know, we want to be able to like book like anything we want to book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to open up some doors in the city. It's pretty, it's pretty dead in the city right now as far as like, like any subculture, like sub, yeah. It's pretty bad. So, well, I mean, like, clearly we see from a very similar vantage point. I mean, I personally think that Kelowna has, like, an underground, underground culture to it, but the forefront has, like, not really much, exactly. you know? Yeah. Like, um, so what I'm saying is that, like, what you're doing, though, and what you plan on doing and bringing it all up is, like, a great thing. You know, like, having everybody that's really into rap and, like, hip-hop and music and culture and art and all that stuff, mm-hmm. having them all up... So that people go to watch them and go see them and have more people want to do that, I think is a sick idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Which it, is kind of why needs to happen, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, people are just gonna start leaving and going to Vancouver or like going somewhere else to get what they need because like people aren't gonna stick around if there's no opportunities for artists here. Yeah. Or at least not even opportunities, but like a place to showcase, like an outlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're gonna feel suffocated. So we gotta do something for the artists. Yeah, exactly. That's how I feel though. But I don't know if everybody else feels that way. Hey, it's fair though. <laughs> yeah. It's fair. I think I don't think that you're be the you're the only person that shares that. I think no. a lot of people share that mindset. I think a lot of people just like they hear Kelowna, they're like oh Kelowna, like there's no hope. Yeah, right off the bat, they're just they've already like shut the any idea of anything cool happening in this city down in their mind before it's even it even happens. So then it doesn't happen because they've marginalized themselves, put themselves in that box, and that's it. Yeah, door shut. Yeah, never even tried to open it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know. Well, I don't want to do that. I don't ever want to be marginalized. Like even in promotion, like I want to, I don't want to just be a promoter who's like known as like the guy who can just throw concerts. Like I'd like to throw all sorts, like an art show. I'd yeah. like to throw all sorts of these different ideas I have. I don't want to ever be marginalized. So that's where you, even as a rapper, like I wouldn't, I don't really like to be known. I know I rap and stuff and a lot of like my content I do at shows is rap, but like, I'm not just a rapper. I, I've been a musician for my whole life and I have a variety of music like yeah so I don't know I think it's important for people to be versatile with music too yeah you know not just like focus on one style Mm -hmm. yeah well it it then develops their artistry if they're a lot more versatile right it it develops them more as a character that you could get into totally yeah 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 I like that a lot that's crazy um, so that's where you nest- so that's where you see yourself going then uh, with your with what you're doing. Just sort of go into more events promotion and yeah. things like that. I mean, the music I'm I'm still getting booked for shows, so I'm gonna still keep playing shows and releasing music and see what happens with that. But I, my real dream is to just is to create something, create a scene, or I don't even know what that looks like. You know, I just want to just want to create something that everybody can come together in the city and. I don't know. It'd be my ultimate dream would be to start my own venue. I would like to start my own venue. Really? Yeah, I've, I've been thinking about it for a long time. It would be really, really difficult to do in Kelowna. Yeah, finding but, the space for it would oh, be yeah. tough. And just like, it's the whole industrial rental thing is like it's a politics game here too, mm-hmm. big time. Like I've looked into it a little bit, and so there would be a lot of opposition from other clubs and stuff in town because there'd be nothing like it in town. But yeah, we've I've act, we've looked at it a little bit. We've We've definitely explored our options there, and it it would be the the biggest thing is insurance. Once again, insurance is always going to be like your your biggest obstacle with that. Mm-hmm. The, the the rental space is like is is up there, but I think insurance is even more so yeah. an obstacle. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That's my dream. I just want. I know there's some kid out there, like some super talented kid in Kelowna that no one's ever heard of, just sitting in his basement, you know, and like if he had an open mic to go to or an event to go to, 
like maybe we'd hear about him yeah that's what i think about that's what tega used to do like before postmodern connection was a thing he would just do open mics all the time that's what he's that's what he said on your podcast right he yeah. said um he's like yeah i just to go used to go to open mics by myself and that's yeah. that struck a chord with me because that's what i used to do like <clears throat> when i was younger i used to go to the habitat yeah and uh back in like 2005 2006 and i would just embarrass myself at the habitat <laughs> and uh there was a guy, a friend of mine named Kyle Tubbs. He passed away in February, actually. Really close friend of, like, um, I'm really close to his little brothers, mostly. But he he would always encourage me to do these open mics, and he was kind of like a, a role model to me. And, uh, yeah, back then, actually, there was a big open mic scene in in the city, and there's not so much anymore. Mm. It's, it's kind of hard to find. Yeah. like I've, Every open mic I've been to in the city in the last couple of years is kind of hurting. Yeah, not, you know, not really been a good time, personally. I'm not hating on anybody's event, but yeah, yeah. not I haven't been able to get into any of them, right? Personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, one of my somebody that I used to work with, uh, used to put on open mics all the time, but that apparently got shut down by wherever or whoever he was doing it for. And so, yeah, I could see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, it's very cool. I'd love to see you have a venue that's like a little more gear oriented towards your vision. Right. Yeah, it's just a dream like, for now. I, you know, I would like to see it materialize one day, but who knows? I mean, yo, you got ten acres though, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other. Th- it's gonna be like all sorts of businesses being ran off that land. Yeah, to subdivide it and stuff. And I, uh, I own some property with my parents. Yeah, and I, my parents own that land. And yeah, so we kind of do a little property swap. I'm like living up at, at their land, and I'm gonna start businesses up there, and then they're renting out my my property in alberta oh okay stuff. it's kind of a complicated situation but yeah the land is definitely a means f- for me to make money to accomplish my dreams yeah like i said earlier i don't like a lot of these rappers even like pop and rappers they're not making money like people think they are like for real mm-hmm. so like if you want to follow your dreams like my dreams are going to probably take a bit of money <laughs> yeah <laughs> so oh yeah i need to get a lot of money to it, make it happen <laughs> it takes money to make money though like for real you yeah. know obviously oh, it's such a cliche it but it's it is for a reason yeah, you know for sure like 21 savage for example he's a businessman now he's not yeah. a rapper anymore yeah and yeah. all these rappers they need to be going on tour and yeah. they, like i see like rappers they get signed for like you know that their deal is like a hundred thousand dollars and they're wearing like a twenty thousand dollar chain it's like really so you invested that percentage of your net worth into like jewelry like are you stupid or what and it's not gonna like grow in value either it's no. like those pieces gonna diminish do. yeah exactly <laughs> totally yeah it's, yeah, yeah it's crazy yeah people like tyler the creator though is smart you know tyler has like carnivals every year which go insane and like um i think people that turn what they do into business is like they're that's the way to be man yeah you yeah. have to have i think the only way to like really ever make like exponential business growth is to have like multiple sources of income you can never yeah like i said you can never put all your eggs in one basket or yeah like focus on you're never going to be like i was working landscaping for a bit and i learned a lot but not about landscaping but about the owner mm. and I, I learned by watching him you know i didn't i didn't always like him he's kind of an asshole but i really respected him and i learned a lot from about business from him because and then my thing with when I'm working a job is I can never be content because I'm always looking at the owner and always thinking like, how can I be that guy? Like, right. I want to be that guy. Yeah. And so that's where my head is always at. So I, I can never really work a regular job. I can. I've always, I always do really well at jobs. Like I usually become a supervisor or whatever if I work at it, but finding the, 
the motivation to work at it is not as easy for me because I want to be doing all these different business things all at once. So you want to be the main guy in all those places. Yeah, all those ventures. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to like if I'm gonna be putting in eight hours of work in a day, I want to be working towards my, making myself money and building a business for myself, not for someone else. Exactly. You know, that's where my head's at with it. Yeah. Much. I see what you're saying. I still do odd jobs here and there. I was just doing security work, like private security work at a at a marijuana dispensary out in the reserve on in Vernon. Really? Yeah, they got word that they might be getting like I don't know if they were gonna be getting robbed or whatever, but basically it was like a, they needed someone out there so they called me up and I was sleeping out there. And it was kinda sketchy but it was Whoa. good. Yeah, good pay. But I still do stuff like that all the time, like private private security work or like mixing music or like oh man, it's I do like whatever I can get my hands on, but I always try to keep like four or five things on the go. Me and Edge were making websites for a local condo condo developer for a bit. Really? Yeah. So like, I've always got stuff going. Holy shit, man! It's kind of how I like to do it. Yeah. Damn, that's wild. You're studying business, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing business. uh, I'm doing business over at OC. Yeah. You already start? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. uh, I'm. Two years in now at this point. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's been good. I want to get into, I'm really looking forward to getting into microeconomics and macroeconomics. I, I really actually don't like doing math in school. I think the yeah, way that they right. teach it is just stupid. You love it. It's, you love math. What are you talking about? Because I'm brown, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, listen, see, I like learning about finances and I like learning about all that stuff but the way that they teach it at school just like makes just it makes me want to fall asleep mm-hmm. I hate learning about theoretics uh yeah. through pencil and paper and just like the way that they teach in classrooms yeah. it's just not a like if, if if it was all like based on the computer um if and now you might say oh well Deepak you can bring your computer in class you can do it on there but um it just in I I was in I was actually in a uh finance class like last semester and all the quizzes and shit like excel spreadsheets are easy because you can just like reference cells and shit but on pencil and paper it's like it doesn't it doesn't click in the brain in my brain the same way like everybody learns different for sure yeah that's why i never really bothered like studying business at like a school or anything because i already know that like after a certain amount of time i'd feel like i learned enough and I would be like, okay, I'm wasting my time here, and then I'd take off. Like, yeah. I, I, would, I just don't have it in me to go do that. But I could see myself doing some sort of training when I'm a bit older, more, yeah, more consistent, focused. But right yeah. now, my life's all over the place. I would never really <laughs> hold it down. Yeah, I should have though when I was when I was 19, hey. <laughs> getting in fights and putting jail cells. Would have been, <laughs> been a great time to go to school. <laughs> hey, well, yo, listen, man. If you get into a fucking fight when you're like a business owner for any reason, then like you could hold your own, man. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll happen one day. Eh? The world's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is totally. Um, what I also wanted to ask you about was uh, small tattoos and what the D on your leg means. Oh, um, I was wait. I was pretty drunk uh, when I was 19, actually. And there's a guy. He actually he took his own life, but he uh, he gave me a D. His name is Dan. He not my friend, not Dan Sadowick, but a different guy. He's a skater friend. He just tattooed a D on my leg. Well, I was uh, passed out, and uh, yeah, he's dead now, so I kept it. I was going to get it removed because it's dead ugly, but then he, he died, so I was like, I'll keep it, you know? Shit. Yeah. Um, throughout this interview, you've talked about three people that have passed away. Um, I'm really sorry about that, but like, yo, you seem to know a lot of like people that I guess live in a very sort of fast life, I- I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. I've always like... 
kind of like been hung out with people that were on like the fringes society, skateboarders or like like punk musicians or whoever. I've never I don't like judge anybody, so I'll hang out with anybody and I've I've become close with a variety of friends. Like I got friends who are millionaires, friends who live on the streets, you know, like for real. And I can relate to anybody. But like mm. uh, I've lost because when I used to drink and stuff and party, I never really got like into hard drugs and stuff, but I was right on that line where I was about to start going down that road and a lot of my friends went down that road and I didn't and most of them are dead. I think I got one friend that isn't dead that went down that road and he's going to be dead in the next six months for sure unless, it's, unless a miracle hits his life. He's, it's, it's super sad, but it is what it is. With like the, the drug climate right now, if you're doing opiates in BC, it's, you're, it's just a matter of time before you're going to get a bad batch and you're dead. Yeah. So I know somebody that that's happened to as well. You know, it was just literally a coworker. You know, you, he and I were just like, oh, closing a shift one night. And then the boss pulls us over the next morning. He's like, guys, I got to tell you, he ain't around anymore. And I'm just like, that shit's crazy. It just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've been partying with friends. I've been partying with friends and we would go drinking. And then they went, all right, I'm going to go home. Went home. We all went home, went to sleep, woke up. Well, they didn't actually go home. They went to some trap house to go die. And, like, that's one friend in particular that comes to mind. It's just, it's so sad, dude. Because, like, I don't know. I don't totally understand why people are, like, why they're putting fentanyl in everything. I'm sure that they have a, a reason. Maybe it's, I, it's, like, profitable or something. I'm not sure. I don't understand it. Obviously, it's evil to me. But it's taking a lot of lives. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's sad. But... At the same time, like, there is a lot of lessons to be learned from all these young people dying. Like, we can, we got to do better, you know, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And I have just no idea why um, that would be just so goddamn rampant in BC. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. But, um, and I also, apart from that, I wanted to also ask you about Chad. Chad. Yeah. My alter ego, Chad. <laughs> oh, you, who are you talking to? <laughs> you, do, you do your research. I have to. Oh, man. So Chad is actually the guy who gets locked up and stuff like that. That's my drunken alter ego. They, okay. Uh, the night I... There was a... Uh, I can't tell that story. Never mind. Um, yeah, Chad's done some questionable things when he's blackout drunk that he should have went to jail for it. He never got caught. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. Like... I don't know. Okay, well, like one time I was with like Dan and these guys, and I was wasted, and we were at McDonald's in Rutland, and a bus came, and like I seen a guy that I didn't really necessarily like that much, and I took his bike from him and threw it into the city bus at the bus driver that was driving the city bus, and then the bus driver came out, and I started fighting with the bus driver, and then <sighs> I ran off, and like I don't remember any of it. But they, so they started just calling me Chad because they'd be like, oh, that's Chad. And you, like, you see videos of me when I was like that, and like, there's nothing in my eyes. Like, I would, like, that's the scary thing about it when I was like that is like, if I did, if I ever killed someone or did something bad, like, I wouldn't have, if I, something bad would have happened during those years, I would not have rem- even remembered it really. So it's like, but yeah, no, Chad, on a lighter note, Chad is like my drunken alter ego and it's kind of still an ongoing joke because if I get too drunk or like saucy or, I'm just being an asshole. Everyone's just like, oh, it's Chad. Fuck. <laughs> Chad libel. Damn, that's crazy. Um, Did Dan tell you about Chad? (laughs) (laughs) Yo, I'm going to have to like uh, leave that for another time. You can't expose your source. (laughs) 
Nah, enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, but yo, that's crazy. Um, I, I'm. By the way, I'm totally. Uh, I've never drank ever. I'm totally straight edge. Um, that's awesome. Uh, just like my brother has. Not to say that like I'm better or anything like no. that. But I've what... talked to Ravi about that before, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that's super cool. Thank you. Is it like a religious thing or no? No, just no. It's choice. just personal choices. It's awesome. Uh, it's an amazing personal choice, for I, sure. Thanks, man. Like we've gone through. I'm, I'm sure my brothers um been okay with it, but like I've gone through a lot of like pers like ridicule from my like classmates and shit. Yeah. When I was in high school, like yo, why don't you drink and like that kind of stuff? But honestly, it doesn't fucking matter to me what they think. Like, no. why would I? Why would why would secretly I they care? all respect the fact that you don't. That's the yeah. Fact. When they're all sitting hungover and shitty and broke, they're thinking like, "Oh man, Deepak's got to go." <laughs> like that's what that's what it is. What I personally like is just being able to like get up in the morning and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to fucking hit the gym." You know, I'm go or I'm going to like work that's on where a project I'm at right now. I feel oh. so good in the morning. Like if I go to sleep early and I like, I just started eating properly for the like I'm losing a lot of weight right now. Believe yeah. it or not, but yeah, I know I've been losing a lot of weight and like I just feel incredible every morning. I like go outside, take a fresh breath of air. I quit smoking cigarettes like a year and a year and a half ago. Yo, congrats, and, like, man. Yeah, it's just like just little things like that. <clears throat> I just keep trying to like better myself one piece at a time. Yeah. Try to see what happens. And I, yeah, sobriety definitely, like I said earlier, I get way more out of it being sober than I ever did. Yeah. Being messed up all the time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. It's a great life decision. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's, uh, it's, I don't, I think it's a fantastic thing, man. Like for you, especially, like based on what I'm hearing from your past, I think it's a really smart thing to do for you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you know, I might still have some wine at my wedding or something, like that, <laughs> but like for the most part, there's no place in, in my life for it anymore. I've just I've acted a fool so many times, told lies and punched people or been an, punched or woke up in places I didn't want that I shouldn't have been at. Like yeah. so many situations, things I wouldn't have done if I wasn't drinking. So yeah, I just think it's better if I'm if I just cut it out of my life. We don't want Chad to come out again, right? No, no. Nah. Chad's hiding somewhere back there though. Chad's always gonna be. That's the thing about alcoholism is. Like, it always is kind of, it can creep up on you at any time. Yeah. You know? Like, I would say I probably am an alcoholic, but it's still, like, harsh to say it like that. Like, yeah, I'm an alcoholic. But, like, realistically, <laughs> if, it's wrecks your, if it wrecks your life and you keep doing it all the time, then yeah. you have definitely tendencies there. Yeah, I so. suppose so, man. Um, when you look at videos or pictures of Chad, do you, like, do you, what do you think? Do you, is it, like, oh, would you, cringe. do you think to yourself, like, oh, I don't recognize myself, like, that kind of shit? Yeah, it worries me to see myself like that because, like, I've been, like I said earlier, I've had people try to take my life before, and if I had been in that state of mind during those situations, I wouldn't be here. So it's like, mm -hmm. that worries me because, like, there's been times, like, and just things I've said, I've heard, like, like my, my mom had to call the cops on me one time because I was throwing all the stuff from my bedroom out my window into the neighbor's yard. And then it took like four cops to, to arrest me inside my own house in front of my mom. And I don't remember that. Like that's, it was terribly. Do you terrible. remember why you were doing that? No. Oh, and like, shit. that's the crazy, like stuff like that. It's just like, and I would have been like 18 at the time, but, but just like stuff like that. It's just like, it's kind of crazy, right? Yeah. 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 That's wild, man. Well, I'm glad you're doing so much more for yourself now. Like it genuinely seems like you're doing things that are a lot better for your psyche. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, in like f talking about this negative part of my life, like we've emphasized 
it so much that people might think it's like been like a massive part of my life, but it it shaped who I am, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like a massive frame of time, you know. It wasn't like it happened for like s- six years straight or anything. Yeah, but yeah, definitely just coming out of it now, mm. which is good. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. tried to like do moderation for a long time, but I tried to like moderate. Like I was gonna have like couple drinks and like i got better i stopped acting shitty in the last few years i've still been getting wasted and stuff but i just didn't act i wouldn't like act a total fool all the time Mm -hmm. but still it would happen and so finally i was just like yeah i like i forget what the final straw was but i was just like yeah i'm done with it yo recent decision and i think i'm gonna stand by it for a long time hey man i respect that like like that's that's awesome yeah i don't even have like at the show the other night i didn't have any temptation to get drunk or anything like i was just chugging waters <laughs> yeah but yo at the show though i i had such an insane endorphin rush and I you were too. on stage so yeah. i can't imagine like what you must have been feeling yeah it was weird when i i got in my car like after we were walking back to the car i got in the car and i almost felt weird like i shouldn't be driving and i was like oh, i don't want to get pulled over and i remembered like <laughs> damn i'm actually sober like i can't get pulled over but like i felt definitely like yeah like a rush it was definitely crazy i did too and i was just in the audience like yeah. it was crazy it was crazy because with everybody canceling on me, like my the people i was supposed to perform with canceling on me last minute i really didn't push it other than posting it on my instagram story i never hit anybody up like are you gonna show up or anything like that yeah and like but there was people there that showed up like there was a couple that came from penticton that heard my music on on soundcloud no way and they just came and yeah they wanted to take a photo with me which i thought was so weird it's like when you're talking to tion about photos do you remember what he was saying about photos? He's like, I think it's so weird when someone wants a photo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like that's happened to me a couple times now. Like, I, uh, some girl took a photo with me when I was out for dinner at Red Robins, and another time West Edmonton Mall, and then no this way. is the third time that it happened. But it's always weird. It's like, well, I don't, know. I don't know why you want a photo with me, but sure. Yeah. The dude that took the photo with me was so much taller than me. We were having a hard time <laughs> framing it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, here, bend down a little bit, get down here. But yeah, no. Um, yeah, I didn't really push the event that much, and it just seemed like the crowd was really into the music, which is awesome. I really was stoked about that. Yeah, Man, yeah, yeah. It felt good. Hell yeah! It was a fucking phenomenal show. I I so want to have that be a regular thing. Yeah, I I, I hope that it happens. Yeah, JB and Jerome killed that. Yeah, for sure. Totally. Did you stay for the whole the whole night? I went outside after I. Right when like DZ started playing, that's when I like left. It was like getting too late for me, and I needed yeah, to just like. Sleep. I think it was a lot of people were getting starting to get tired at that point, but the the scheduling kept getting pushed back because of cancellations, like last minute cancellations. Right. Like Sean yeah. Slow was supposed to play, but he got like strep throat the day before. Oh shit! Have you heard of Sean Slow? No. You got to check out Sean Slow. He's one of the better. He has a song with Tion actually, and Does a, he? a music video with Tion too. Yeah, he's one of my main like collaborators and like one of my best friends too. I forgot to mention Sean. Sean's helped me a, a lot actually too. Uh. Yeah, you, you gotta check out Sean's music. Yo, he's I definitely will. somebody that you should get, get on this. Get on here for sure. Yeah, dude. There's so many people that I need to still get on here. We I, honestly, we have a lot of. This really... is amazing that what you're doing here. I love this. I love that <laughs> you're, get, you're doing all these podcasts with all these people, man. Appreciate it's that, awesome. man. Thank you. I've been listening to them a lot. They're good. I appreciate that. Thank you, man. Um, no, it's it's amazing that I have people that are actually interested in what I was doing because honestly, as soon as I like I was telling my girlfriend, I was like, yo, listen, I'm going to go into this and I'll fully expect nobody to listen to this or even give a shit for the entire first year of me doing it. And I'm finding that it's actually very much that people like what I'm doing. They listen to it and they and uh, it's just it's it's like really an amazing feeling that I get to scratch this like creative itch that I have 
aside from my music and uh, people are responding to it. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. I heard about it. Like before I even knew it was Ravi's brother doing it, I heard, I forget who I even heard. I was at the university hanging out and someone was talking about it. So like. Oh, that blows yeah, my get, fucking it's, mind. It's getting around for sure. For sure. Damn, that's blowing my fucking mind. That's so crazy. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I appreciate yeah. you having me on here too. It was, it was a good chat. Yeah, Talk definitely. Sure. Uh, we're like an hour and seven minutes in. Nice. Didn't feel like that, did it? No. Yeah. Flew by. Yeah, definitely. Um, before we wrap this whole thing up, uh, was there anything that you wanted to say? Any messages you wanted to get across? No, not really. I think people just, like you said, you have people peer pressuring you in high school to like to drink and stuff when you didn't want to, but you stayed true to yourself. I think that's something that I wish I had done with a lot of things, not just drinking, but just like staying true to myself and not trying to lie to impress people or you know do the, do the most to impress people. And so if I could... You know, if I could pass a message on to anybody who was listening, I would just say just like as cliche and corny as it sounds like stay true to yourself and try to just try to better yourself as much as you can. That's kind of what the the thing I'm trying to push right now to everybody who like follows my, my music or my Instagram, my friends and all that. Like I, I'm just trying to be really positive and better myself. And I think everybody else should too. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's some real shit. I fuck with that word. Yeah. Well, thanks again for having me on, man. No worries. Uh, did you have any questions for me at all? Mm, I do, but I forget what they are. Oh, we gotta get. Well, are you gonna do? Oh yeah, I do. So what? After you interview every artist in town, are you gonna like go to other cities and do this? Is, why is that? What you see happening eventually? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure. Cause uh, you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I really want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I really want to do that. Like, um, I eventually want to. Cause look, honestly, there's. The reason why it's called For the Culture Canada is that it's supposed to be like the thing that everything sort of melts into. I want to put Canada more so on the cultural map. Yeah, and it's I not wa- For the Culture Kelowna. <laughs> no, that'd be so fucking corny, dude. Yeah, no. Um, no, what I eventually want to do is that I do want to make it a lot bigger than what it is right now. I'm literally only two, three months into this thing. Yeah, but insane. like but like a year in, two years in, three years, like I have no idea where this will be. Like it, it blows my mind. Like, you know, all these projects that I've done in the past, like I'd be I've done music videos, I've made music videos for people. I've shot tons, tons, like thousands and thousands of portraits and landscapes for people. I've made like um, two albums. I have a third on its way. I've done all sorts of shit. Damn. But I, I've always seen that like it's not a like a end all be all type thing for me, right? It's always been just sort of like foundational shit for me, like building my and developing my skills. But this thing though, like it just doesn't seem like it has a limit to it. It just seems like it just keeps on going, and I literally can't see what's like headed in my direction. I just can't yeah, see it. I think if you're consistent, you'd be amazed what's going to be coming your way. You yeah. Know? You got a lot of people, like a lot of people that have connections too, that are, that really like your, what you're doing too, like Tion and and me and different people. Like, you're pretty much bound to take it other places if you keep if you keep being consistent. You know, man, it's it's like. When are we gonna get a Deepak interview? <laughs> Can you well, interview yourself or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, wait until the uh, one year anniversary of this. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just wait until the one year anniversary. Wait for it. All yeah. Right. Um, I'll be I, waiting. 
it'll be it'll be good. Let's see what happens at that point. I already have. I already know what's gonna happen. But you guys though can wait wait and see. Ooh, yeah, I like it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. No. Uh, I do eventually want to see this moving on and branching out further. But uh, I currently gotta tackle Kelowna first. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. Just like how a lot of people say Denzel Curry said this, and this is like pretty common sense for a lot of artists. Um. Make sure that you have your hometown like support and then move forward. So yeah. that's the plan. That's the game plan right now. For sure. I'm and in the same boat, actually. Yeah? Totally, yeah. I can see it. Like, yeah. yo, three people are already asking you for pictures already. Like, and you've been doing this for a year and a half. I think you got some like good shit going on. We'll see what happens, I guess. <laughs> like I was saying to you, man, like earlier at the show and just uh, earlier today, I think you have a really strong sense of melody. I think you have a really good sense of what beats you like and stuff. Appreciate that. So I think that it's just... I think what you have going on is sick and I can't wait to see what happens. Cause like you and edge, by the way, are a fucking awesome team and I want Dan to I like, agree. Yeah. Oh yeah. I have, we have songs with me edge and then produced by Dan. Oh uh, dude. I was thinking about really, I'll send it to, I'll send you some stuff. Yeah. I'll I'd love to hear stuff. it. At least let, let, let you hear it. Let me know what you think of it. Yeah. I'd <laughs> love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Sounds good. man. Yeah. But, um, anyway, um, I'm going to wrap it up here. So thank you everybody for listening to what, uh, thank you everybody <laughs> thank you nate lee for coming on to the show it was Hello. a great Goodbye. episode awesome episode i really appreciate it a lot so um thank you everybody for listening please make sure that you follow nate lee at nate lee on instagram and uh soundcloud is your soundcloud link yeah soundcloud.com slash nate lee there you go dun, 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 dun. and yeah. it's n-a-t-e L E just N-A-T- so yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Just, yeah. yeah no, you no. got that right. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. And make sure that you follow us on, uh, for the culture Canada on all the, um, Instagram and Facebook accounts that we have, which is just those two and, uh, all the major streaming platforms that for the culture Canada podcast. And I really, really appreciate it. If you rated the show because that helps us out, get more, uh, virality it allows us to get more into people's ears and shit and honestly i'd really appreciate it uh but thank you so much you just listening to it is an amazing amount of support thank you so much have a great rest of your day